0: Pregnancy and Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Elliot Berlin. Today, we are joined again by a bodybuilder and fitness coach who we spoke with recently when she was 40 weeks pregnant. Now, just a couple of weeks later, she's a brand new mom. We welcome her back to explore the rest of the story. Terrence Slater, welcome back to the podcast.
1: Thank you so much.
0: I mean, you're always kind of smiley, but even though the audience can see you, you're extra smiley right now.
1: I'm happy.
0: Like, happy,
1: baby girl is here. Finally.
0: Oh, congratulations.
1: Yeah. Thank you.
0: So since we last spoke, you had your little baby girl. Let's go back to our last conversation. We were talking about how you were planning to do a home birth at Pepperdine University.
1: Yes.
0: In the housing complex there. You were excited. You were strong in the end of your pregnancy. Mobile. You made me feel bad about myself. (laughs)
1: i'm sorry
0: (laughs) it's okay It's, it's my fault and then like we were just waiting for stuff to happen so what happened next
1: so on thanksgiving day no way yeah like super early in the morning like maybe one in the morning or something like that i started feeling contractions in the middle of the night but they weren't like too bad they were just like pretty mild so, um, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, slow down. Where did you feel them
1: in the front? Like lower abs. Okay. Like pelvis.
0: Yeah. If you were to compare them to say period cramps, were they similar or different?
1: No, they're different. I know people say it's like intense period cramps, but no, it's like a feeling that I've never felt before. Okay. At that time, it didn't feel so, so bad, but it feels like a claw or something like in the inside of you, like trying to come out.
0: Oh, that's probably somewhat accurate.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Really not fun.
0: (laughs) No. Is that how it was from the beginning? Like right when they started at 1 a.m.?
1: Right when it started, it wasn't so bad. Like I was able to fall back to sleep.
0: So it wasn't like
1: so bad. But when I woke up and then through the rest of the day, it like progressively got worse. Like more and more intense.
0: And do you remember what time you woke up?
1: I woke up probably around 8
0: Okay. So would you say like mildly contracting for those seven hours?
1: Yeah, very mild. Like I would wake up every so often and feel them, but it wasn't to the point where it was like keeping me awake or making me feel like, oh my gosh, I need to call my midwife right now.
0: Okay. So at eight o'clock when you wake up, did the cramping wake you up or it was just morning?
1: No, I just woke up on my own. Like, it was just like, my body was just time to wake up.
0: Okay. In yeah. your mind, are you like, labor has started or are you like, I'm not sure. Um,
1: I was kind of not sure because I feel like I had had Braxton Hicks before. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know for sure. Like, okay, is this it? Or is this just like longer Braxton Hicks? Like, I wasn't entirely sure, but once I did wake up, I decided I would need to, I need to start timing them.
0: Okay. And do you remember how far apart they were?
1: They weren't so consistent. It was between like five minutes apart to like 10 minutes apart. Okay. So it wasn't time to do anything quite yet because it wasn't like every like five minutes consistently or less than that. It was still kind of like jumping around.
0: Okay. and Did you have breakfast?
1: Yeah. So I woke up and I had breakfast and I was still feeling a little cramping. I was pretty calm about it. My husband, I feel, was more freaked out. Oh, really? Yeah, he kept being like, I think we need to call somebody. Like, I can't be the only person here when the baby's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he was a little more like, I think we need to call someone. But I, w- I just felt like it's not time yet. It was Thanksgiving Day, and my parents were going to come over for Thanksgiving. And, wow. yeah. And so I was like, I'm fine. You know, whatnot. I texted my mom saying, like, oh, I'm having some, like, Mild contractions, but like nothing crazy. And then they did come over. My parents came over with like all the Thanksgiving food.
0: Oh, really? Oh, yes. do they know that you're surging away?
1: Yeah, my mom knew, and I'm sure she told my dad. And yeah, they were like over. My dad was like cooking the turkey in the oven. <laughs> like <laughs> my mom was like preparing the sides. Like they were just doing their whole thing. But when they came over, it was maybe around like two and i started feeling like more and more like oh my gosh like this is getting really intense.
0: So is it just the four of you? You and your husband and your parents? Yes. Okay. And the baby? Yeah. So did you eat Thanksgiving?
1: So they were cooking everything and then at about 3:45 my water broke. Oh wow. And the food wasn't quite done yet? And I was still like having contractions, but they still weren't like so insanely intense. So I didn't think that much of it. But once my water broke, I was like, oh, okay, like this is happening. This is not like Braxton Hicks. This is nothing like mild anymore. Like this is serious. Where were
0: you when your water broke?
1: I was in my living room.
0: (laughs) With people around you?
1: Yeah. Like my mom was right there. My dad was like in the kitchen. So just like right next to the living room. And he was like still like working on the food and stuff. And yeah, it was just crazy. And then my mom was like, it's okay. Cause I was like freaking out. I was like, oh my gosh. And it was like, I've heard people being like, yeah, in the movies, they talk about how it's this huge gush of water, but it was really just like some drips. Mine was like a huge gush.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So no mistaking, my water just broke.
1: Yes. And then also my midwife had given me these like swab things that.
0: Oh, to check the fluid
1: to check the fluid to see like okay then my like sack break and it did okay so i knew for sure like all right
0: what goes through your head (laughs) at that point because you've been waiting it for a long time and yes your family's over for thanksgiving (laughs) (laughs) once your water breaks it's the point of no return labor is coming
1: At that point, I was like, okay, this is happening. And so I was like, I need to text my midwife and my doula and like get them on board that this is happening. And I was like excited because I had been waiting so long that at that point it was already 40 weeks and five days. So I was like, okay, this is it. I was like super excited to meet her. And I just kept being like, all right, like making sure everything was prepared for, you know, when she's about to be here, like have my husband blow up the birth pool, like get it all situated and everything. So yeah, I was excited. I was also like, you know, my contractions were getting more intense after my water broke. So I was just trying to also like breathe through them and like stay calm you know, no,
0: you were planning for a home birth and your family is in your home.
1: <laughs> yes. So once it got more intense and things were getting a little crazy, my dad left, but my mom stayed because I wanted my mom to stay.
0: My you mom. You wanted her was... to be there in the first place? Yes. Oh, so that was part of the plan.
1: Yeah. So my mom was going to be here anyway, but I didn't know it was going to be happening on Thanksgiving Day. It just <laughs> all happened to be like that way. But my dad left. And he went out into like just a little like lobby area of the complex. So he didn't like leave, leave, you know, my mom and my sister both had four hour labors. So my dad was like, okay, like this shouldn't oh. be like that long. So he was like, I'm just going to wait.
0: Okay. I mean, I have an important question. What's the status of the Turkey at this point?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I think the Turkey came out around like four or like four 15.
0: Oh, way uh, before the baby came out.
1: Yes. And I did eat a tiny bit, but my contractions started getting more intense. So I didn't eat that much, honestly. Hmm. But I had a tiny bit of turkey.
0: (laughs) (laughs) When you called your midwife and doula? Yes. I mean, were they like, hey, we should come over or call us when it progresses more? Or like we're in the middle of Thanksgiving dinner?
1: So I called them both right when my water broke. So around like maybe 350. 50. And I told them that my water just broke and whatnot. So the midwife said, let me know when your contractions are like about three to four minutes apart consistently. Because at that point they were probably between like five to seven minutes apart. So she wanted to wait till about three to four minutes apart. And then my doula said, let me know when you want me to come. Like she would have come right then, but she said, just let me know when you want me to come. And I was like, I think I could still just kind of do this with just like my husband and my mom right now. So I waited a little bit until they came. Not that long ago.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And at this point, are you still feeling it all in the lower front?
1: I'm still feeling it in the lower front, but it feels even more of my front, but I didn't feel it in my back at that point.
0: Okay. And what kinds of things are you doing? Cause it sounds like you kind of hit the ground running with the intensity. So what kind Mm -hmm. of things are you doing to help you manage the intensity or relax into it?
1: Mm -hmm. So I was walking around a lot and I also was on my exercise ball, like the birth ball. So I was on there doing like little circles on it and like rocking back and forth. And yeah, I was doing like some different positions, like squatting down on all fours like that. That's probably what I was doing before everybody had come over. At first, I was doing those types of things. I was trying to make sure I was like still moving around just because, you know, I want to make sure like this is happening and that she's going to be ready to just like, come on out.
0: Okay. So (laughs) is it helping with the intensity?
1: Um, I think maybe a little bit, but when those contractions came, it's just like so much, like it feels like so intense and it's just so much on your body. It's like, I feel maybe it was helping. I don't know, but it was just so intense. It was hard to focus on anything. Like, is it helping? Is it not helping? I have no idea. It was like, I was in some other world, like as these contractions were going on.
0: Okay. Well, sounds like things are off to a running start. I want to find out more, but we're going to take a quick break and be right back. (laughs) Hey, everyone, it's Dr. Berlin, and I want to talk to you about something that is close to my heart, literally, omega-3. It's a crucial nutrient that's sadly overlooked. With 95% of women deficient, Needed, the supplement brand I trust, created their brand new omega-3 soft gels. Designed by perinatal experts, they support you and your baby's well being from fertility to pregnancy and beyond. Unlike other brands, Needed's Omega 3 is sustainable, pesticide free, and third party tested for purity. Plus, my favorite, it has a milder taste and smell, perfect for sensitive mamas. Don't wait. Visit thisisneeded.com and use code Berlin to get 20% off your initial order. Experience the Needed difference. Consciously crafted for your health and the planet. Well, it's off to a beautiful Thanksgiving. We're back with Terrence Slater, and she, at this point, is having intense labor contractions. Thanksgiving is made, the house smells delicious, dad left the building, and the doula and midwife are in standby. What happens next?
1: So then as the contractions are getting closer together, they did start getting between like three to four minutes apart. I had my doula and midwife both come over. So they came over and it was getting more intense as they came over. The midwife and her assistant started doing other things like setting more stuff up. They had all of their gear with them. The doula was doing like some massages on me helping me like feel calm I did start feeling it in my back like Mm. my lower back so my doula really helped a lot with like massaging my lower back she was very calming like the way she was speaking and the way she was like massaging and whatnot so that was really nice
0: oh that's great Mm -hmm.
1: as the night is progressing I literally felt almost like I was like dying (laughs) like it was just so intense wow like It was unlike anything I've ever experienced. It's the hardest thing I've ever gone through.
0: A question for you. Had they checked your cervix before you went into labor?
1: So my midwife checked it at the appointment before I went into labor. And I was like one centimeter dilated and 50% effaced.
0: Okay. And do you remember if they measured like how high or low the baby was in your pelvis?
1: Yes. The baby was at a zero.
0: Zero station. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's
1: um, yes. And then when they came, not right away, but after a little bit, they checked me again. Like as the contractions were going on and whatnot, they were like constantly, you know, checking the heartbeat, making mm-hmm. sure everything was okay. You know, they were having me do different positions and whatnot because I was in a lot of pain. So I was like on the exercise ball. I was leaned over. The midwife even did the little like rebozo. You know, where you're like down and they're kind of like cinching the little thing across your belly, shuffling. Yes. Yeah. Like that. I went into the shower and I was in there for a while, into the birth pool. Like I was doing everything. And they checked my cervix a few times just to see how I was progressing. And I was slowly progressing. I wasn't progressing that fast. I was getting a face that was like 80%. But the dilation was like slow going, like very slow going. But going? It was going, but it was like, it was slowly going. And once I hit four centimeters, it was pretty much just staying at four centimeters. Oh, wow. That was rough.
0: (laughs) Did any of the things that you tried help you kind of cope with that intensity? Like for some people getting in the shower, the bath feels a lot better. For some people, it doesn't.
1: The shower, I feel definitely helped and the birth pool, both of them, I feel helped like the warm water. I honestly feel the shower helped more Mm -hmm. than the pool just because of like the water, like shooting on you. But my midwife was saying that when you go into water, sometimes it will like delay the whole process, like the dilation and whatnot. So she didn't want me to stay in the pool or the shower for too long Just because I was, like, so slowly dilating.
0: Hmm. Did your doula come in with you to keep doing the massage? Were you getting multiple forms of? Yeah.
1: She was, yeah. So she was there and she was massaging, like, when I was in the pool. When I was in the shower, no, it was just my husband in there with me. And I felt a lot better when I was in the shower. But the midwife at one point was like, okay, like, we need to try some different things because we needed to progress more,
0: Hmm. you know? It sounds like your husband was uh, calmed down once the crew arrived.
1: Yeah, he was really nice. I mean, I felt really bad because I feel like I was like some wild animal or something. <laughs> like Come I was all. making like crazy noises. I was like saying like really crazy things. Like my husband was like, Oh my gosh, like this is nuts. <laughs> it was just madness. But wow. he was there the whole time. So I'm like very thankful for him. When I was in the bathroom, like I would be sitting down because I was like just trying all the things I could possibly try because the pain was so hard in between the contractions I would like fall asleep on his shoulder oh wow yeah for like 30 seconds or a minute because my contractions were getting like closer and closer together Mm -hmm. so I would just be like laying on him for like one minute and then wake up and be having a contraction like screaming again but I was trying not to scream they said keep my voice like low and it was just so hard
0: not what you pictured
1: no well at this point it had been they all came over around like six, six thirty. And I was going through the whole night, like so long. It had been so many hours. At one point it was already over 24 hours. And I was like, oh my gosh. I was not expecting this. I was expecting my labor to be like my mom and sisters. I thought it was gonna be.
0: Oh, was your dad still in the lobby?
1: <laughs> my dad stayed in the lobby till about midnight. Oh. And my mom, I guess, was, like, in constant communication with him and was, like, we're still going. Like, you should probably go home if you're going to go home. Because they live about an hour and a half away.
0: Oh, now I see what he's dead.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But it's, like, either he's going to spend the night in the lobby or, like, he needs to go home. And, like, (laughs) you know. So it was really hard. I was going all night. The contractions were really hard. Like, they kept trying to have me, like, eat. I was barely eating because I just felt like I couldn't do anything. I felt like I was like in survival mode. Like, and I really just felt like I needed to rest. Like I kept falling asleep between contractions. Like I couldn't catch a break and I just felt like, oh my gosh, I need to rest or something. But I had been going for so many hours. It was like starting to be like the sun started coming out again. It was just so much.
0: I wonder a couple of things because, you know, as a bodybuilder, you kind of push your body very hard through things that are difficult and it's oftentimes must be a mental challenge for you to keep going and you have experience like pushing through that was there any parallel here did any of that experience feel helpful to you
1: you know i thought it would because i thought i would be like in the same mindset of like okay i just have to get through this contraction and like just focus on this one right now and that's it you know but I just feel in the midst of it. I don't know why. Like, I felt like I just was not relaxed. And I just felt like I was not, like, I felt like I was dying. Like, I was just not going to make it. Like I don't know why. I just felt like so worn out. It had been so many hours. I felt like unlike anything I've ever experienced in my life, like no comparison to anything.
0: And when you were dilating really slowly through that, I'm sure every time you checked, you expected more progress. So it becomes kind of a psychological letdown.
1: Yeah. I kept like just being like, okay, it's all right. I'm going to get there. I'm doing it. But after it had been over 24 hours and I still was at four centimeters, I kept thinking in my head, like, what am I not doing? Right. Oh, And I was seeing it too. I was like, I don't understand what I'm doing. Like, what am I not doing? Right everybody's like, it's fine. You're doing everything you need to do. You know, it just takes time. But I was thinking in my head, like how much time is this taking? Like, <laughs> This has already taken so long,
0: 20 hours it's longer long. than you expected
1: way, way long.
0: already. And you're at four already. centimeters.
1: Yes. I just kept thinking how much longer I'm going to have to do this for like, Oh my gosh. Like I'm already into the next day. It was already like, you know, Friday at this point. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, What's happening now? and it was at the like oh, of dawn.
0: what's like happening Sunday. now is everybody's shopping.
1: D- yes, everyone is-, is shopping
0: <laughs> It's black Friday yes <laughs> not you.
1: no, not me. I'm like, I just wanted her to come out so bad. like I was like, can she just please come out? like she needs to just come out. what is going on? Why is she not coming out like it All was right. just so intense.
0: You said that you really didn't feel like you were relaxing. No. Um, so, does that mean you were fighting?
1: I don't know. I feel like things were like throwing me off. Like, I would be like in the motion, and then I feel like when they would check for the heartbeat, I would like be like a little thrown off because it'd be like, okay, I'm having a contraction, but I need to make sure I'm in the right position so that they can check the heartbeat correctly. And like, I don't know. I just kept getting like not being able to stay in like the rhythm. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: So when that would happen, if your contractions come and you're not able to relax, do you feel your body like tensing up?
1: Yeah. I feel I was like more tense and I was also just like in more of like a stressed mindset, I guess, because it's like, I'm already kind of tired. I'm already stressed that like, I'm not progressing more. And then on top of it, they keep checking. So I'm not like in the mindset of like, okay, let me just focus on this. It's like, okay, let me focus on being in the right position so they can find the heartbeat. So it was a lot.
0: (laughs) Okay. So at some point you got to alter the plan. What happens?
1: Yeah. So it was now like seven in the morning and I still was not progressed. It had now been like 30 hours. And I just said, I need to go to the hospital. I was like, I don't want to, but I need to. I was like, I cannot relax. I'm so like out of it. I can't relax. I need to relax. I said, I want the epidural. (laughs) I said, I should have listened to my mom. (laughs) My mom had us all three ways. She had my brother C-section, me natural, my sister with the epidural. And she always said, just get the epidural. I really mm. wanted to do my home birth. Like, it was just pictured in my head so much of like, this home birth and this water birth and it, this like, being so beautiful and healthy for my baby. But I just was not progressing. And my midwife also was like, we're still not progressing and also thought it was probably a good idea for me to go. Or at least we could try a little bit longer. But there was just no progression going on.
0: How so, far is the uh, hospital from where you were?
1: Well, the hospital is about 25 minutes. but as we're driving there, my mom calls the hospital to see if she could also come because I wanted my mom and my husband there, but you know, a lot of hospitals only let one person
0: yeah, during so the calls.
1: Correct, yeah. So she calls the hospital and they say, Oh, they're on their way here right now. And my mom was like, Yes. And the lady on the phone was like, Oh, tell them not to come. We're at full capacity, and what? she won't get good care here. <laughs> And I was like, oh, my gosh!" So my mom called us as we're driving to the hospital and was like, you guys need to divert.
0: They're oh not goodness. accepting
1: people. <laughs> <laughs> she said, you guys aren't going to get good care there. And I'm like, what? And I'm like screaming in the car. Because I'm still having contractions.
0: And you didn't want and to I, go to the hospital in the first place.
1: Yes. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So she's like, here's these other three that you can choose from that they're like, you know, collaborating with, like have this, you know, contract with or whatever. So there was one in the next city over. So I was like, we're just going to go to that one because the other ones were like way further away. So I was like, we're just gonna go to that one. So now we're on our way to a hospital we've never been to. And we know nothing about, we don't even know where the labor and delivery is like nothing. And we get there and we just go to the emergency and I like walk into the emergency door and I'm like screaming. And the guy at the front is like, what's wrong? What's going on? And I was like, I'm in labor. Like I need to deliver this baby, blah, blah, blah. And he like takes me up to the labor and delivery but we're not in the system so they're like we need you to fill out all this paperwork no
0: <laughs> yeah
1: they're like we need to have you do a test so that we see that you're negative for covid like all these things and i was like i just want to rest like i just want the epidural and they're like oh, we're sorry like you have to go through all this stuff before we can do anything oh my, like, goodness. Oh my god yeah so then it was another like two hours until <laughs> until anything could be done because i wasn't in the system so, wow, I wow. So, a, the
0: whole time you're just like struggling, yes, you know, you hit your breaking point or you wouldn't have gone to the hospital, yes, and now you're there. And it's like being right outside a KFC on a diet day,
1: yes. And I kept being like, the guy who was going to give the epidural, I was like, Can you please just come in and just do it? Like, I need to just rest, I can't even like focus, blah blah blah. And they're like, We need to get the results back, and the results back were taking forever from I
0: was like, the COVID oh, test
1: yes but
0: what would they do if you tested positive kick you out
1: i have no idea that's what i said too i was like does it even matter like i don't understand but anyways i tested negative and it was all fine and then the guy came in and gave me the epidural and i did not like from the beginning like i did not want the epidural i didn't want to go to the hospital like none of it like my whole plan just like went out the window Mm -hmm. (laughs) completely out the window but i got the epidural and then I fell asleep so it was like really nice because I was actually able to sleep and when I woke up my mom was there so they let my mom come oh nice yeah so my mom was there my husband was already there with me and everybody there was actually like super nice there wasn't that many people there that day they're so were all at our- the
0: other hospital
1: yeah it was just crazy we couldn't even go to our own hospital I was like This is like no room at the end situation.
0: (laughs) (laughs) When your epidural started to kick in. Yeah. What did that feel like physically and mentally?
1: So when it kicked in, like I can feel it first in my toes. It felt like numbing, like tingling kind of, and then, and like warm and then up my legs. And then it was just not completely, but it was like pretty numb and you could move your legs kind of, but not really. Like they felt very heavy.
0: Okay. But as the contractions kept coming, did they start to feel like more and more tolerable?
1: So yeah, it was more and more tolerable. And then to the point where like, I literally couldn't even feel them. Okay. So it was nice because I couldn't feel them anymore. And I had already been feeling them for 32 hours at that point. Wow. And yeah, it was so intense and long. And then it just like went away and I was actually able to relax, which I feel is what I needed. Cause I did take that two hour nap and then when i woke up i was seven centimeters
0: oh wow things started to move along all right this sounds like a wonderful place for a break and then we'll come back and find out the rest of this interesting story we'll be right back with terrence later Well, if you're just tuning in, Taryn was planning for this beautiful unmedicated home birth in a birthing pool in the bliss and joy of her house, surrounded by loved ones like her husband and her mother and her midwife and her doula. After a very long time of intense contractions, she went for plan B and drove to the hospital, which wasn't taking any New people so she went to a different hospital and had to register and after waiting for two hours was finally able to get an epidural and fall asleep then she wakes up and her mom is there what happens next
1: so i wake up i progressed so i was really happy about that and i just was like i just needed to rest and relax so i'm really happy so i was at seven centimeters And the doctor said that she wanted to come back again in two hours and see that I had gone at least to eight centimeters. And at that point, she also talked to me just in case I wasn't going to be progressing anymore. She did talk to me about C-section, but it was like, out of everything, I was like, I do not want to go through C-section. Like out of all this stuff i wanted this home birth and this natural unmedicated thing the last thing i want is to go all the way to a c-section now mm-hmm. but she told me about it and wanted me to be informed about it just in case it got to that point so it's good she did talk about that but my mom was there and my mom was like we're gonna make sure like we push this so that you can have your natural
0: birth <laughs> we, we push this baby out. was this doctor someone you had met before
1: No, I've never met anyone here. So I never met the doctor, the nurses, no one, but everyone was super nice and they were very not busy that day. Somebody had asked either my mom or my husband, and there was only two other people there that were delivering. And one had already delivered was a C-section and the other one was doing like a natural birth as well. So I felt like I was getting like very attended to. So I'm glad. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I'm really glad we didn't end up at our own hospital that was like impacted because I don't know if they would have been like, we just need to go do the C-section right now or what would have happened. So I feel happy that it ended up the way how it ended up.
0: Cool. And your mom was there, but your midwife and doula, I assume, weren't allowed to come with you.
1: Right. Yeah. So they let my mom and my husband there, but no one else.
0: Okay. Were you like virtual with your doula or just not no. Okay. Not
1: there at all, no. Just my mom and husband.
0: So my other question is, did the staff at the hospital know that this was like a home birth transfer?
1: Yes, they did. My midwife actually called and she talked to the doctor. Mm-hmm. So my midwife and doctor talked to each other. They knew the hospital was a little concerned also because at that point my water had been broken for over 24 hours now.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. So
1: they were a little concerned about it being 24 hours Like I was at seven at that point now, but they wanted just to see me get further along so that everything would be okay. But they're monitoring baby's heartbeat the whole time. And like, everything was okay in regards to the heartbeat. So they were like, that's okay. You are progressing. So we're just going to give it a little more time.
0: Okay. What happens next?
1: So then I fell to sleep again and it was two hours later and the doctor came in to check again. And I was like, oh my goodness, I hope I'm just at eight because I don't want to have to go through if I needed to do a C-section or whatnot. So she checked and she's like, okay, you're at a 10. Oh. Yeah. So I was, I was like, finally ready to go. And at this point it was 5.30 PM and wow. but I was ready. Yeah. So it was a really long time. It was 5.30 PM now on Friday. And she's like, okay, we're going to start pushing now.
0: Could you um, feel your legs and your pelvis with the epidural?
1: I couldn't feel, but I could feel a lot of pressure, Okay. so much pressure. So at this point I couldn't feel the contractions of like the pain of like that. It felt like somebody was trying to like claw their way out of me, but I could feel when a contraction was coming, the pressure of it. Okay. So I could feel exactly when to push. And I knew exactly when the contraction was coming. I was like, okay, it's coming right now. And then I would push and the pressure and stuff was also like not comfortable. Like, it wasn't the same pain as the contractions, but it was still like a pain of pressure, like very intense pressure.
0: So you can feel the pressure. And are you stuck position wise in any particular position or did you have the flexibility to move around somewhat?
1: I could move a little bit in regards to like how my legs were going to be positioned, but not to the point where it could be like, oh, I'm going to stand up and like squat or go on all fours. I couldn't do that. It was like, I was on my back and I was like, my legs were going different ways. So first it was just the normal, like legs up with the stirrup. And then I thought maybe I would be able to push her out, you know, in a few pushes or something. It took me a long time. (laughs) This whole thing was just so long. So I was trying in all these different positions. Two people were on the sides of me, like pushing my legs, like all the way in. Yeah. So I was like in a little ball. Like I would like bring my head up to my chest and my legs were like all the way back and I was pushing as hard as I could. My husband said my face was like as red as a tomato. Oh. The blood vessels like around my eyes broke total. I got like punched in the face. <laughs> like two black eyes like it oh was my. so intense. And they brought a mirror so I could like see cuz I could like see her little hair and then it oh. was like yeah, it was crazy. Like I could see like a little bit of her head, but it would be like okay. I'd push and it would like go back, and then
0: push and then go back. Oh, so you could see in the mirror while you were pushing.
1: Yes, that
0: the head would come down. Yeah, and when you stop pushing back inside.
1: Yes, yeah, like oh wow, but it was it was like slowly progressing. So like her head was getting like slowly and slowly like coming out more and more. But it was like three steps forward and like two back, and then like okay. three four and two back, like that type of thing.
0: Was seeing that helpful for you?
1: It was like cool to see it for a little bit, but I only did that for maybe like two or three of the pushes. And then I was like, I needed to like close my eyes and push as hard as I can. And like, just focus on that. I couldn't like open my eyes and look at the mirror. So I was like, forget the mirror. I need to just focus just on the pushing aspect of this. I was like, I can't look or like be distracted by anything else. And at one point when I was pushing, she was like, reach your hand down. And I could like, feel her head and her hair and everything. I was like, Oh my gosh. So that was crazy.
0: Was um, it cool or crazy? It,
1: it was cool, but it was also like, okay, I can't do this. I need to just focus on the pushing." Okay. <laughs> like I couldn't do anything else except like close my eyes and just focus. Like I wanted to feel her and everything, but it's just like, I knew if I was doing that, I wasn't focusing so much on the pushing. So I was like, I need to focus, focus. And it took me two and a half hours of pushing Wow. So it was a long labor and a long pushing time, but I didn't have to do the C section. And she finally popped out after two and a half hours I of mean, pushing.
0: Like, what went through your mind and body at that moment?
1: So I was pushing, and then she's like, okay, take a breath. And then she's like, oh no, the baby has other plans. Keep pushing. And then she came right on out. <laughs> and, yeah. And then um, they just put her right on me, and I was like, I felt like very relieved. Like I was like, oh my gosh, like she's actually here. Like (laughs) I actually pushed her out. Like she's here and I was like excited and she's here. And I like hear her little cry and I see her and I'm like, oh my gosh, like it felt just unreal. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, wow. The one thing that was kind of a bummer is I did want to do the placenta encapsulation and I did Mm -hmm. also want to do the delayed cord clamping but I got a 102 fever oh. and like, as I was pushing and baby girl also got a little fever. So my placenta encapsulator was like, we can't do it because mm-hmm. my fever was so high and they couldn't do the cord clamping because the fever. So that was kind of a bus.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. A lot of your plans, but you know, when I talked to you before you gave birth, you did mention that there was some flexibility in your plan not necessarily like for this but you did say like if the baby needed anything yeah and you would definitely go to the hospital and you'd be fine with that like that was your yeah. top priority so
1: I uh, yeah just like her health was the most important I really didn't want at all to do the hospital or medication or anything like that like I was so like no we're just doing it at home even if she's even more late. Like my husband's just going to do it. Like I was really about just doing it at home. But when it came down to it, it was like, I'm not progressing. It's been 30 hours. Now we're at the hospital and I'm have this fever. I'm not going to cause anything bad because of all the stuff that's happened. So I just kind of rolled with it, you know, and it was okay.
0: (laughs) Good. I mean, it's good to have
1: here. I didn't have to do the C-section, which I was really happy about. I mean, the thing that was nice is that the doctor did explain it all to me. So if it was going to come to that, like I knew what was going on and I would have just had to be okay with it and deal with it, which was fine. But I'm just glad I finally, after two and a half hours, pushed her out.
0: <laughs> well, congratulations. I mean, you yeah. really worked for this one.
1: Yeah, it was 44 hours total. It was That's rough. so but
0: crazy. Yeah. Um, all right. So a few questions. First of all, how is motherhood?
1: It's actually been really good. I really thought I was going to get no sleep, but I get between like eight to 10 hours. Oh, wow. Night. <laughs> it's really nice. But it's just because my husband, he'll stay up all night with her and he'll just like wake me up to like nurse her, but I'll fall asleep while I'm nursing her. But he'll like watch. And once she's done, he'll like take her and like burp her and change her and stuff. So like, oh, it's been really sweet. Nice. yeah, it's been super nice. I'm really nervous when he goes back to work, how it's all going to go. But as of right now, it's been great.
0: (laughs) And did nursing come naturally to you?
1: Yeah. Something that was really cool at the hospital, they gave us an hour when she came out of like skin to skin time before they did like a bunch of stuff. Like they did take her and clean her off because as soon as she came out, she pooped like immediately. (laughs) So it was like all over her. So they like clean that
0: off. Yeah. Get right to business. (laughs)
1: Yeah, (laughs) they cleaned her off and stuff. But then after that, they gave her to me and she nursed like right away, like she latched on right away. So that was super nice. And then nursing has been great ever since there was just one time when my milk came in and I didn't know like what was going on. And she was getting really frustrated. Like every time she was trying, she was like sad and I was getting sad because she was sad. So I FaceTime my doula because I was like, what is going on? And I thought she maybe wasn't getting anything. I was like so concerned she wasn't getting anything. And my doula was like, your milk probably came in and she's getting too much. Like it's like a rush going from like colostrum to the milk coming in. And I was like, oh, okay. So on the FaceTime, the doula helped me with like a certain way to latch her so that she was maybe like not getting it like all over, like just flooded in her mouth or whatever. And then ever since then, it's been fine. So it was just like the one time.
0: I bet that's something that happens to a lot of people until you realize what's going on.
1: Yeah. I really was like, so nervous. I was like, is she not getting anything? She's not eating. I don't know what's going on. And I was like, crying. I was just like, so concerned. And then after that she was totally fine. And I was like, okay, everything's okay. It's just, I don't like to see her sad.
0: Well, yeah, of course. (laughs) Yeah. Did you tear?
1: Yes. Unfortunately. And I'm telling you, I did everything to start helping with inducing labor and I did everything to help with preventing tearing. And it's like, nothing worked. Like (laughs) She was a 44 hours. She was six days late, 44 hour labor pushing took forever. And I tore to a two. So it wasn't too bad because it was a two. They said that was like average, I guess. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I didn't want to tear at all.
0: (laughs) No, tearing sounds awful. Yeah,
1: Yeah, seriously. So I was like, oh my gosh, but Honestly, recovery's been fine. The first week was hard. I was like waddling around. I thought I was just supposed to kind of like lounge around and take it easy. And my mom was like, You need to be up and walking. You need to make sure your blood is circulating and that you're healing quicker. So I was like, Oh, what? So, like, literally, my mom was there. And the next morning, I had her 8 p.m. and then the morning. The next day, my mom was like, you need to walk. So I was like up and walking, waddling around. I was like, oh my gosh. And she's like, even if you just walk for a little bit, you just need to walk around and get the blood circulating. So I was like, all right. So my mom stayed with us for 11 days and every day she walked with me. And then it got easier and easier. At day 10, I was like feeling really good. Like I felt like I could walk pretty normal and I can like actually sit down normal.
0: Oh, those are good things.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Like great goals.
1: Yeah. I really didn't want to have to go through this crazy, intense recovery. So I'm glad my mom was there. She helped a lot and she helped me with the recovery and I didn't do anything crazy. Like, I don't know if other people do like super crazy things for recovery or not. I have no idea, but I just did my walking and I took every six hours, like ibuprofen. hmm to help with like the pain and whatnot and then i use like those ice padsicle things
0: Padsicle, yep yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah
0: now the baby's a couple of weeks old
1: yeah today's 18 days
0: 18 days wow yeah. it's so fresh before you got pregnant and during your pregnancy you were really active and you had a very athletic body sometimes that can delay things in labor but also you tend to bounce back a lot quicker how was your experience been with that
1: so within the 14 day mark i was back to my size before pregnancy except for the fact like just my ab muscles are not popping out <laughs>
0: Well, that makes two of us, except for being <laughs> back to our original size before pregnancy. But that's incredible. I had two weeks to like shrink back down to your pre-pregnancy size is very, very quick. And that's when your is really strong and the muscles are really developed. That's when that usually happens. So, part of your plan worked.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> are you looking forward to getting back to the hardcore working? Do you miss it, or you're like, Ugh, I gotta like build up again? It kind of reminds me of writing an essay before we had Google Docs and stuff. And then the computer like blows out before you save it and you have to start all over again.
1: Oh my gosh. Yes. I am excited to get back to it. I've missed it. I really miss training. I miss lifting weights. So I'm excited to like get back to it. I'm excited to see how my body does getting back into it. Like Mm. how the whole journey will be.
0: That is so crazy. That sounds like a cliffhanger for a third episode. (laughs)
1: Yeah,
0: we shall see. I think we'll do that. Yeah. Well, last two questions. One is from the whole experience, is there anything that you learned by going through it that you couldn't really have learned another way? And part B of that question is, if you have another baby, has this experience shaped what you would plan for birth the next time?
1: So definitely I would say this helped me to realize that even if you do everything you possibly can to have your labor start or have a short labor or to not tear or anything like that, it's just going to happen how it's going to happen. Like the baby's going to come when the baby's ready to come and you can be preventative as possible, but it's still... Possible that you're going to tear or things are going to go awry. And through that, I think I just learned to be flexible and to be strong in the way of not being stressed or worried that things are not going the way you plan it from the beginning, but just to go with the flow and do what's best for your own health and your baby's health. Like even if it's something completely a hundred percent different than what you wanted from the beginning. So
0: that's powerful.
1: Yeah, I definitely learned that and that was hard, but you know, I feel maybe it was something that it's like, I just needed to learn. I don't know, but I've learned it now Mm -hmm. and I do want to have more, even though I feel my labor and birth was somewhat traumatizing. I do want to have more in the future. I don't want to just have an only child. I don't think there's anything wrong with just an only child, but I do want to have another baby. And we're thinking about maybe in a couple years trying again, we'll see, but I do want to take some time off to just relax. And I do want to also get back to working out and my fitness and whatnot. So I just kind of want to see how all of that goes before having baby number two. Mm-hmm. And through this experience, I won't do the home birth again. As soon as my water breaks, I'm just going to go to the hospital.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. fair. We just did an episode recently where. Her first birth, she was planning a vaginal birth and ended up having a C-section. On her second birth, she was just planning to have another C-section. And ended up with a vaginal birth, and wow. then and she had the vaginal birth. And it was a great experience for her. She decided to have a vaginal birth with the third, but that turned into a C-section. So, oh my um, goodness, you just strike me as like, okay, the second one tends to be a lot easier, faster, quicker. You're pretty tough. You're probably going to wait too long and deliver at home by accident. That's just my prediction. We'll see what happens. <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh,
0: who knows? How crazy would that be? That would be such a fun. <laughs> oh
1: my gosh. That would be hilarious. If that actually happens.
0: Taryn, you're an amazing human. Thank you for joining me and just sharing so open and honest, you know, it was an experience, but you just look so beaming and happy. It's your nature to take things in stride. But, you know, I think that this experience for you probably prepares you for anything that comes down the road. Because usually when people ask for like, what do I think about a birth plan? I'm like, make page one, the most natural birth you could see yourself wanting to try to have and Mm -hmm. make sure there's more pages behind that (laughs) because, you know, once the journey starts, you're trying to steer a hot air balloon and the wind can blow this way or that way. And you're taking a different path to the same destination. Yep. (laughs) Okay. Cause you have amazing bodybuilding stuff and fitness. Where can we find you online?
1: You can find me on Instagram, Terrence Slater Fitness, and also my website, TerrenceSlayterFitness.com.
0: Oh, so easy to remember.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Brilliant. Thank you. Hopefully, I'll see you soon and be part of your postpartum recovery. And then two years down the road, I'm already having some time to uh, work with you prenatally. Thanks so much again. And at home, thanks for listening to our podcasts. You're amazing too. And if you want to connect with us in any way, visit us on Instagram at Dr. Berlin. It's D-O-C-T-O-R-B-E-R-L-I-N.